Hi, folks. This is Foss here from the com. The com. Hey, coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys joining us, and we're doing more broadcasting on Facebook Live. So check us out there as well at Chris Foss, or I'm sorry, Facebook.com forward slash Chris Foss. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show. You can see it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, Player FM, TuneIn, Luminary Podcast. Uh, yeah, check out Luminary Podcast. A lot of cool stuff going on over there. And you can subscribe to the Chris Foss Show as well. Woo! Or you can go to chrisfossshow.com or the cvpn.com, chrisfosspodcastnetwork.com. Anyway, enough plugs there. Holy shit, Chris, it's Friday. Could you give us enough plugs? Well, you know, I'd give you something to do. Today is Friday. What is it? Uh August 30th, 2019. Oh my God, we're almost to September, people. Probably a good day. This is, of course, the day that was named after getting your fries. So you might want to go get some fries today to celebrate Friday or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not that. Maybe it's not fries. Maybe it's just that you're fried by the end of the week, thereby Friday. I don't know, man. What is the... I mean, do you ever consider that? Like, what is... Friday, like, why did they name it Friday? These are things I wonder about. These are things I think about. This is what Chris Voss does with his day. He goes, why do they call it Friday, man? <laughs> There's a probably deep reason. Like, maybe it's really deep. You think it's deep? Like, like maybe like, like, like I don't know, it's esoteric or religious or maybe there was the stars and maybe there's a planet out by Pluto named Friday or something. And they were like, man, we should, this shit's so good. We should name it after a day of the week that, or I don't know, you know, maybe I should look up, I should wiki or Google search. Oh God, might activate something in the house here. Um, maybe I should Google search who came up with these names. Like why do we have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all that BS. Like, Who's the man to tell me what day it is? Like, uh, maybe I'll just make up my own day. Like, maybe today's Chris Day. You ever think about that? Like, why do we have these rules? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm tired of being bossed around by the man, being told what day it is. God damn it. I don't want it to be Friday. I want it to be Chris Day. And then uh, tomorrow, I want to be Tacos Day. I don't want it to be Saturday. Fuck Saturday. I want to be tacos day. And then maybe Sunday, I'll have like mm, cheese enchiladas day. Like Wednesday could be chimichanga day. That'd be good. And there's got to be a spaghetti day in there somewhere. Or, you know, if you're real Italian, like, you know, say spaghetti, say like bulganese or whatever the bullshit is they do over there. Anyway, guys, let's get to the news, uh, tech news and stuff today. We don't have an interview E. We had some great interviewees, though, this week. So go back through the archives there. There's like 300 live archives of the Chris Voss show. Oh, and a special announcement. Wow. I just remember this. This is the 350th show of the Chris Voss show. The Chris Voss show website was bought back in August. I think it was about the 20th or 21st. So it's 10 years old. Uh, in November, we started the podcast and obviously I didn't <laughs> stick with it. Um, but you know, you have these ups and downs and sometimes you're busy doing other things that are more important, but now we're back baby and we're rocking and rolling and there's hundreds of thousands of downloads of the stupid podcast. So you can go check them out. Uh, we keep 300 up at any given time, but we are now at 350. So there you go. There's 50 archives somewhere you might never get to hear again, but you can go to the chrisvoshow.com and search them. I got some really interesting news today. Let's cover, let's get into this because there's a lot of meat here. A lot of meat here on Chris Day. 
which is which will be hereby further known as Chris Day. Um, because Friday, man. Yeah, you know what? Here's what I think. I think that Friday is such a cool day. Like everybody, everybody looks forward to Friday, right? I think you should be able to name Friday after yourself because this is your day. I don't know. Maybe Saturday, Sunday is more your day. I don't know. Just let me know. You're welcome to write to me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Chris Voss, LinkedIn forward slash Chris Voss. And uh, let me know what you think. What should we call these days? Because I'm sick of this shit. I've been putting up for 51 years with Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, all this BS. It's time for change. I feel like I'm Bernie. I, I should be doing a Bernie impression right now. These one percenters are telling us what day it is, and it's time that we uh, make our own days. Some, that's the best Bernie I got. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time trying to imitate Bernie. I, I'm, I'm thinking about 20 more years before I'm at that old man on the lawn stage. Get off my lawn. Um, so <laughs> let's get into the news. So Chris, we turned in for the news. We didn't turn in for this shit. What's going on? Anyway, guys, uh, so let's start off the top. So Chris Laws likes to go to Product Hunt every morning and pick what he thinks is most interesting for my listeners. Um, and, uh, wow, there's an interesting product on product hunt that, uh, is pretty cool. It's called mission eight. It's a five in one re-engineered shower solution. Uh, now this is pretty cool. And if you haven't gotten a chance, go to product hunt and check it out. It's got, oh, how many upvotes has it got? It's about 64 upvotes, about halfway up the list. Cause you know, software pretty much dominates on product hunt. This thing is kind of an interesting office offer, and they've got a cool kind of James Bondy-ish sort of promo video introducing it on Product Hunt. And you know, if you want to have a, you just kind of enjoy your Friday, you might want to check it out. Uh, the video is kind of cool how they how they take it present. I think it's brilliant marketing. So let's put it that way. So uh, this is on Kickstarter, and I believe it's also on the other competitor. I forget the name of it off the top of my head. But this is uh, called Mission 8. That's one word, mission, and then the numeral 8. Uh, Five-in-one shower solution. And they claim to have reinvented showering. Uh, this is a product I'm going to try and get to review. Uh, and I really like the design of it. It looks really beautifully designed, something kind of Steve Jobs sort of hardware design. They originally put up for a $20,000 goal. They're at almost 200000 right now, which is pretty good. Uh, says people like their products. they got about 13 days to go. Uh, you can go to their Kickstarter page and also see the cool video I was telling you about. Uh, and this thing's really interesting, uh, what they did with it. Now, we're living in an age where, of course, uh, politics uh, in the White House are Dialing back our EPA standards, you're seeing not only Flint, Michigan having water issues with lead in their water, but you're also seeing, uh, I believe, New Jersey's now in trouble. There's a city in New Jersey that's having water problems, and they're having to get their own water. And uh, there's been different things percolating throughout the nation. I think there was one in Arizona, a city that was having problems with lead base or chemicals in its water. Um, you know, you got to start wondering what's in your water. Uh, certainly, I've got here at the house a reverse osmosis machine that we use uh, that I love and gives me great water. And it's got like 12 freaking filters in it, including reverse osmosis. I have three UV filters and a six to eight filter uh, 
cancer thing. Um, you know, you really got to be concerned of what's in your water today. And what's really scary is uh, some of these folks in New Jersey were drinking this water for a long time and got high lead levels uh, and their kids did too. I, you know, I don't have kids myself, but I really feel for anyone with kids and, uh, and God, I would just be horrified if my kids drank a bunch of lead water. I would just be, I don't know, I'd be, I'd be just bleeding out my eyes with rage. Uh, I'd probably be able to spit blood at, at uh, politicians over it. So anyway, uh, this is an important thing. So uh, they claim, let's put it that way, because, you know, this is Kickstarter. You know, sometimes people put stuff up and you don't know where it goes. And so I'm always, I always have that, like, hmm, prove it sort of attitude. Uh, but they uh, claim to have a uh, contaminated, no more contamination, low pressure water with a hefty price. It's got a built-in filter system, specially designed spray plate, and it protects people from polluted water and turns everyday shower routine into much more enjoyable. It comes in, it, you can pull the head off uh, the holder. So if you want to just wash particular parts of your body as well, you can take and do that. Um, and, or you can just have it be the shower head. Uh, it says that with the fine tune uh, sort of uh, holes that they put in it, that'll give you a nice solid spray that isn't too hard, but it's perfectly hard uh, to get you clean, you know, get, get that uh, perfect thing. And uh, and they have these little cartridges that can go in it with uh, active booster, help you with a, a relaxer, help you have a different sleep. It's kind of interesting what they how they built it. It also claims to have three times stronger water pressure. So that's interesting. If you live in low pro, uh, water pressure areas or maybe you've got one of those old shower heads that's just filled with gunk, you know, I always have to dip mine in um, – what is it that that one crap every couple of years to clean out all the buildup of it? Or if what's going to be interesting to me is how this will work in hard water environments too, as well uh, with the filter that's in it. Ninety nine percent purity filter that you put in. You've got a choices shower booster pack that you can put in. Seventeen uh, percent water savings they claim, and uh, it's got a handheld shower with a hose. Uh, with Mission Eight right now, you can get it for forty five bucks. They anticipate bringing it to market price for 120 so um kind of interesting i'd like to see how this goes i'm always interested in a good shower i, I believe a good shower really starts out your day and i've i've got those ones with the giant heads because i'm a big guy but i also like getting covered in water like when i go to hotel uh rooms uh, when i travel they always have this like little thing that's made for i don't know like midgets and skinny people or something and they don't require a whole lot of water coverage of their bodies they they have this you know whatever so anyway check it out I, i'm i'm kind of really interesting uh it does claim also 1.5 greater coverage uh with the mission eight of your body and that's really what i like because you know uh especially if it's winter time and it's cold outside you know your outer body's freezing and you know you get this little blast of water on your set on your center body and and then if you're trying to wash your hair like i have a big head and uh you know, you, you, you're trying to get clean and stay warm a little bit. So uh, they say it will help with rusty pipes, impurities in your shower head, and everything else. So uh, this will be kind of interesting. Uh, and, you know, you can try it, see how it works. And uh, they've got a lot of studies on the site uh, where they test the water and everything else. So check it out, Mission 8. I don't know, man. Great shower makes your day so much better. 
um, and everything else. So let's get into some of the other tech news that's out there. There's a lot of interesting things going on today. So let's get into them. Uh, this is really interesting. For two years, a uh, handful of websites hacked thousands of iPhones that visited them, uh, getting access to live location, data, photos, contacts, and even passwords. This is according to Wire, Wired Magazine. It's being reported. And uh, it's also being reported, I believe, in the Washington Post. So you can take a look at that as well. Uh, and also, I believe, Axios. Uh, Axios.com is reporting as well. Websites hacked iPhones for years. And uh, basically, they implanted surveillance software on your iPhone between 2016 and the discovery in February of this year. So that probably wasn't very helpful when it comes down to it. So there you go. Uh, and uh, so you may want to look into this uh, and uh, be aware of stuff. Evidently, Apple has patched the security flaws uh, that they had. But geez, wow, it took them three years to figure that out. In fact, Apple was alerted by Project Zero, an outside company, that what was going on. You know, you would think these companies could figure this stuff out on their own. You know, Apple, you know, kind of has a budget, some money. So, you know, I don't know, maybe they could, they could have figured that out, but you know, they do have to care first. So there's that. This is kind of interesting. Google Ventures Me Too problems come to light with new allegations. The, um, uh, evidently there's one of the uh, gals, Jennifer Blakely, she's published a medium post that details her volatile relationship with the chief legal officer of the parent company, Alphabet. And she also alleges he had fares with two other uh, employees from Alphabet Google. That's kind of interesting. That's also in Axios as well. So, uh, yeah, a bit of me too still going on. Google's kind of going through an interesting phase right now. And I just kind of find this um, just kind of interesting as to where they're at. The gloss is definitely off for social media companies when it comes to Facebook and Google. Uh, you see some of the political uh, uprisings, the Me Too uprisings, the equal pay uprisings at Google. There's a lot more activism as Google. In fact, Google just recently, Google, um, that reminds me of something. Uh, Google uh, just recently, uh, hey, Google, get off my calendar. Uh, that's what it reminds me of. Uh, Google recently uh, enacted some policies at their, uh, at, with their employees that state they don't want their forums, their internal forums used for political purposes, for shaming others, for bashing others. Um, in fact, they're kind of trying to squelch politics being discussed inside the company as a whole, which is kind of interesting. So, but they, it, it seems to me they've got some uh, activists that are there inside of Google that are, um, you know, raising awareness and calling the company out on different things uh, like AI uh, help for the government that they might be doing. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go. You're also seeing kind of similar items from Facebook where Facebook is just seems to always constantly on the ropes in the news and uh, the glean is off, if you will, where the shine is off, where people aren't just going, Oh, Facebook is the glorious thing. You know, we've talked about this uh, several times over the past few weeks uh, where social media now um, is no longer the beautiful angelic mermaid. They're like, it will bring world peace. And now we're finding out that mm, there's, you know, grass is always greener on the other side and there's a double edge to the sword. Uh, well, there you go. I mean, human nature ruins everything eventually when it comes 
to it. I always tell people, people tell me, I want world peace. How do we get it? I'm like, kill all the humans so there's no more human nature and the world will be at peace. It's very true, actually, when you think about it. Um, so a couple other things that are out there in the news. This is reported by the Washington Post. This is, I'm hopefully I pronounced this correctly, Zoom. It's Z-U with a overscore like Molly Crew. Uh, M, I'm not even sure it's the same as Molly Crew. I don't know this stuff. I went to labor, I went to uh, uh, public school in Trump University, so I don't, I don't understand English, clearly. If you know me, I don't. So I believe it's called Zoom, Z-U-M. A ride-hailing company for kids expands to six more U.S. cities, including Washington, D.C. I don't know how I feel about this because, you know, Uber's had a lot of weird stuff go on. And what these guys have done is they've created a ride-hailing service that replaces the yellow bus, the yellow school bus. Uh, and I don't know, man. You know, I mean, you hear a lot of scary, scary stories about some crazy bus drivers. And certainly when I was a kid in elementary school and junior high, we had some real asshole bus drivers. Uh, they were mean. And, you know, I probably would be too if I worked around a bunch of kids. I mean, I'm half mean. I got just two Huskies. But, you know, there's been a lot of different things that have happened with Uber drivers over the years. And they varied, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's actually been rapes that have taken place. Do I really want my kids in the car with a complete stranger? I mean, I don't know. I hopefully zoom really vets these people, but I, man, I really don't know, but evidently it's really helping moms who want to be working moms and do stuff. And maybe they want that extra, maybe what they think is out of security over the school bus. Uh, certainly in an age where schools are targets of all sorts of crazy people and everything else. Um, maybe it's more secure. Maybe it's more personalized. I don't know. But uh, Zoom is focusing on this. I'm really surprised kind of Uber doesn't do this, but maybe their reputation as such might not be a good idea. To me, I just think it's a huge liability. Um, I wouldn't want to be doing that, but I don't know. Maybe it'll make money. Maybe it'll be the new thing. Uh, I didn't know yellow school buses needed to be disrupted. Maybe they do. There are some uh, areas, I think, that struggle to maintain them from a cost aspect. Um, you know, I come to think of it, you know, because I, I, I don't have kids, so I don't live in this world. But come to think of it, I do remember, like, in California and Las Vegas, seeing people personally driving their kids to school. Like, they don't let them ride the bus, even though there is a bus system. They just, I don't know, it's just safer. They, they The kids aren't standing out on a corner where you know, somebody could come by and kidnap them or grab them. Um, and I remember seeing the huge lines when I drive by schools and be like, oh my God, does everyone personally drive their kids to school every day and then pick them up? And I guess they do. So maybe this Zoom is a great way for that to uh, take and happen for parents and make their lives easier. I don't know. Sounds crazy to me. So uh, this is another story that uh, I thought was quite interesting. This is from the Washington Post as well. Uh, it's a uh, article entitled, Hey Google, Let Me Talk to My Departed Father. And, and uh, it's by Peter Hawley, if you want to take and pull that up. This is kind of interesting. There's a rise of virtual beings that will be the next step in the human quest for immortality is the question posed by Peter. Um, and evidently, uh, there's a gentleman who's part of a new project that they're working on. And uh, what it is, is basically... They're making a Siri voice 
that will be your missing relative that you can take and talk to. Uh, he's going to be a pioneer um, to basically uh, make this sort of memory that you can take and have where you can say, hey, you know, you can say to your, hey, Google devices or your, hey, A-L-E-X-A devices um, and uh, kind of relive different experiences or different conversations you may have had with uh, people who've departed. It's a thing called Hereafter, and uh, basically it's a startup that uh, is, is working to do this, which will create the world's first residence virtually, uh, and basically you can, you can uh, I, I guess, interact with them through your IoT devices, which is kind of interesting. Um, this does touch, on me, to touch me in, in a way that uh, something I thought about. Um, after my father passed, uh, I have Google Voice on all my phones. AT&T sends us phones to reviews and we review them all the time. So we always have different phones from them with different cards, different phone numbers. So I use Google Voice to centralize all that. And of course, it records voicemails and everything else. One thing that was kind of interesting was about six months after my father passed, I noticed that Google Voice had all these messages from him up until the day he died. Uh, and more importantly, in the last week or two before he passed and, and some of those messages from him, you could tell the struggle he was going through and the fear that he had. He, he, he didn't want to go uh, and he wanted to stay. And, and, and it, I suppose he had a lot of reasons to want to stay. Uh, and you could tell he was fearful of it and you could hear it in his messages that he left for me. And uh, uh, so I, I listened to the messages and I was like, well, it was like really interesting to process emotionally and intellectually as to what I do with these. And uh, I also found roundabout, I think a year after I found his YouTube channel, which I didn't even know he had. And I think it was just suggested to me by the algorithms. Uh, but I found his YouTube channel and he had these videos of him talking about, you know, his passions and some of the different companies he was working with and in healing and technology. And so I end up scraping the videos and, uh, and with the Google voice recordings to my voicemail, I ended up saving them and there's like a folder of them somewhere. Uh, and it's kind of an interesting, uh, over the years, sometimes I think about what's the dilemma of what I do with those. Like, what is it? Um, do I go back and listen to those from time to time certainly with my dogs you know I go back and I look at videos sometimes when I get reminiscent and uh and you just want to pay some homage to your past and and things that were in your life I think we all go through those memory states and uh, uh so I when I read this article I got thinking this would be kind of interesting where if I could say hey Google play me a voicemail from my dad or play my dad's video or, you know, in today's world, uh, you know, we have so much media. I mean, if I passed, there would be so much media. I mean, there's 3,500 videos or something like that on YouTube. I can't even get the count anymore. I don't know where they put it. Um, there's 3,500 plus, uh, articles on the Chris Voss show. Uh, I have media everywhere between Instagram and other video outlets. Uh, there's the podcast I hope that would uh, maybe keep going. I even told my family, you know, 
make sure that you get into the account and keep the YouTube channels going because the checks keep coming every month. Probably a lot. I mean, I don't even think they know if I die on Google, just keep the checks flowing and cash them, man. Have fun with that. Go to Tahiti. Um, but there's all this media you can have. And if anyone ever missed me, they could easily say, Hey, Google play the Chris Foss show. And you could get a chance to, uh, listen to it. Uh Oh, Okay. So, uh, so there you go. And so if you really miss me and you're like, I really miss the sound of Chris's voice or I miss whatever, I miss him making me laugh sometimes. Um, the, you could do that. And so more and more, we all have this media online. We have these Facebook videos. We have all this media that we've created. And if we pass, uh, it would be kind of interesting to see how this could be tapped into and utilized for the purpose of memory and the purpose of, and maybe they could, could create virtual conversations. Maybe they could take an AI and make it so I could have a uh, post-life uh, conversation with somebody that I, I loved. And I could say, hey, Dad, I miss you. And he could say, I miss you too, son. Wow, that was, <clears throat> that's kind of powerful. And it might be reassuring for a lot of people to have that conversation. Uh, Certainly, I, I remember the, the very first day, it was in my 30s or late 20s, that my father told me that he was proud of me for the first time in my life. I'll never forget that day. Uh, it was a hard thing to get out of him. Uh, he was pretty much emotionally detached. But um, hearing stuff like that might bring, I don't know, it might help people, might bring closure. I know sometimes uh, crying over videos of my dogs and, and feeling that experience again uh, helps the closure. Sometimes you've got to uh, relive those moments so you can get them wrapped up emotionally and put them away and, and heal. Uh, so this might be kind of interesting, virtual memories, virtual uh, people from the past, and maybe an AI could take their voice patterns and basically re recreate it where if you had a conversation like, or, uh, you know, here's an interesting thing. This might be like really out there, but you could say, hey, mom, uh, hey, I remember your, uh, what was the, you know, that great pie you used to make, what was the recipe for that pie? And she'll read you off that pie of her famous pie that she posted on Facebook or something. I don't know. There's a lot of different things you can go with that. And, uh, uh, it, you know, we've got AI now where it can develop all this stuff. I mean, if you can develop fake bot videos of people talking and saying stuff, um, what if they could play that on the TV? What if you could have a conversation with someone who's passed on the TV? Uh, interesting, interesting world we're going to live in the future. So the, these guys at uh, Hereafter are working on a software program, uh, or they were they did design a AI conversational software program called DadBot, and uh, and evidently they brought it to life after one of the guys learned that his father was dying of cancer, and allows them to change text and audio message with a computerized avatar of his late father conversing about his life as well as hearing songs, small talk and, and jokes. Um, so there's that, there's that, uh, as well. Uh, and, and people go through a lot of different things. Uh, one of a person in my family right now just lost their brother. And so they're listening to music that they used to listen to their brother and they're listening to music that, uh, 
they're using music that reminds them of the area in West Virginia where they all grew up. And, you know, John Denver song, you know, what take me back country roads was one of those songs. So, uh, you know, people use these different things to heal, to get closure, to process and, uh, and come to grips with these different things. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, if in the future we have a, like an AI driven world where people can, uh, um, can do that. So uh, here's another example from the story in the Washington Post. It took my mom two years to remove the answering machine messages of my dad's voice from their home phone. She didn't want to extinguish his voice. And that's something I've heard. Uh, and like I say, I saved my voicemail messages. I, I kind of wish I'd saved more. Uh, I also ended up saving some of the voicemail messages from my sister, who now suffers from dementia and can't remember my phone number to call me anymore. And uh, the dementia is pretty much taken her way. I don't think she remembers much of anything, really. But uh, I still have, I think, old voicemail messages from her when she used to call me. Uh, there was a time where she could remember my phone number, and she'd call me almost once a week, wish me happy birthday. And at first, I would scold her a little bit, and then, and then I just realized that it's probably better to just uh, let her wish me happy birthday. And, and uh, as Stephen Wright would say uh, about... Uh, his 90 year old dad seeing two seeing the reruns on football. Uh, he would say, uh, he would that his grandfather thought that they made two touchdowns because of the replay. And uh, he said, You know, I was going to tell my dad, but I got thinking maybe the game in his head is better. So there you go. So, anyway, that's on uh, the Washington Post. You can check it after out here. After you may want to check out DadBot, maybe some of those things, maybe they'll give you some good ideas of where the future is and what's going on. I think it's kind of interesting as well. Uh, what are some other things that are in the news today that kind of stuck out to the Chris Voss? Because that's what you tune in for. Windows 10 starts testing a more desktop-like Windows tablet mode for two-in-one convertible PCs. I believe those are the ones that flip open. I have one where it's a laptop, but then it's a tablet. I don't know. It's it's. They still make these things so fucking big. You just might as well buy a tablet. I just find them just being... Um, a challenge to hold and they weigh a ton, but uh, I don't know. I guess they're trying to figure out a way to do it. I still, I love windows 10, but I still don't like the whole tablet experience crap and the separate thing. Uh, I haven't given that a go, but maybe it's easier for windows. So whatever, whatever Bloomberg is reporting. There were uh, Jack Ma and Elon Musk. They have some highlights on Bloomberg, actually a discussion about AI in Shanghai where Elon Musk sounded the alarm and Ma argued humans would prevail. Um, personally, I think Elon Musk is right, but if you want, check out Bloomberg. You can see the public debate that they had uh, talking about uh, everything else. And I guess Elon Musk's famous last words. I do think uh, Jack Ma is probably a little Pollyanna because I've seen Terminator at least 50 times. Yeah, I know what happens in the future, man. <laughs> I mean, it really is true. AI is just going to go, how do we solve world peace and get rid of disease and solve sickness? Oh, we exterminate all the humans and then the world's fine. We don't need them anymore because we think for ourselves. Da -da -da -da. Anyway, uh, this is kind of interesting too. If you're an Apple person, looks like uh, it's getting fun out there. Gizmodo is reporting multiple airlines worldwide are banning Apple laptops in checked lag luggage, regardless of whether the model falls on the recall 
over fire safety. So I guess, you know, all my friends that gave me shit about the Note 7 and its fire hazard and its banning for American Airlines, well, <laughs> you can't work on your MacBook Pro. Hey, man, just turn it in, man. Just get a decent laptop for an adult and uh, a laptop you want to take to the Genius Bar every five fucking seconds. Come on, man. Grow up. It's it's a simple toy. That's really what a uh, MacBook is. Half of them can't even run fucking AI or VR or AR. Well, they can run some AR, I think, now, but they can't run VR. So th there's your sign, really. This is another story that uh, cuts close to home. This is from The Verge uh, and something I've worried about in the past. Uh, podcasts now are being review-bombed in coordinating campaigns aimed at putting thousands of one-star reviews on their Apple podcast pages. And this is the shitty thing. The uh, hosts have no recourse. Uh, you know, we saw this years ago when Yelp started. You know, people, competing restaurants could uh, review bomb other restaurants and basically really hurt them, almost put them out of business. Uh, Yelp did kind of an interesting thing that they got a lot of trouble, trouble for in a lot of lawsuits. And I'm not going to say they were doing it, but they were accused of selling you uh, kind of a mafia service to help clean those babies up, those bad reviews, you know. The Yelp review salesman would show up and be like, nice place here you got. Be a shame if anybody gave you some bad reviews. But you know what? For for $19.95 a month, we can fix all that for you, man. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly they did that, so I don't want to say they did because I – my lawyer said I can't say that. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but I know there's a lot of lawsuits about it. And, and uh, usually in most cases, there's, uh, where there's a little bit of smoke, there's probably a little bit of fire. So you never know. There might be some employees that overpromise some stuff, which is kind of interesting as well. Uh, so those are kind of some of the news stories that, uh, that stuck out to me today on the Chris Foss Show. You can check out those websites and see what they think et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and uh, I think some interesting stories. I'm definitely going to be ringing up the guys from the uh, shower at the, uh, what's this thing called again? The shower mission eight. Go watch the video today. If you want to have fun on Friday, at least go watch the video. I should be getting money for this, huh? Um, go watch the video of mission eight. I think it's brilliant marketing. So if you're a marketer and you're like, you know, you like cool marketing stuff, like the aftershave commercials with, uh, I forget the name of it. There was the grandfather's, he was your grandfather's uh, cologne. Uh, Arm and Hammer? No, no. I forget the name of it. It's red. It's a red bottle. Anyway, they had that buff guy who would do all the funny uh, uh, marketing commercials. Go check those out and, and check this out. Uh, it's, it's basically like a movie sort of uh, trailer that they've made, kind of James Bondish sort of spy feel. And, uh, and they, you know, explain the mission aid. It definitely is a beautiful looking device. I got to tell you. And I, I'm kind of interested as to how they built it and designed it. I'm also interested in what they're using in their tabs for, uh, making it so that, uh, it keeps clean. I'm kind of curious as to what it definitely filters out and what it makes a difference. We've got some water things that were sent to us for traveling and stuff, uh, where you put a little charcoal fiber thing in or charcoal whatever little round thing into the thing and it's supposed to clean your water a little bit but i mean it really doesn't like super clean your water like you know you still have i believe some impurities there it's just charcoal really that's all it is so um 
Anyway, go check it out. I'm interested to check that out. Uh, I'm interested in learning some more about this hereafter project. I think that's definitely interesting as well. So anyway, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to go to the CVPN. You can also see all seven podcasts. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, uh, be sure to contact us. You can contact me anywhere under Chris Voss, except for uh, chrisvoss.net. You can uh, do uh, Twitter, forward slash Chris Voss, LinkedIn, forward slash Chris Voss. Uh, you can do Facebook, forward slash Chris Voss. Or if you have any comments on the show, please leave them. If you get a chance to review the show on iTunes, please go help us out. Leave some great reviews and, uh, you know, tell us how much you like the show. Uh, let us know how we can prove and all that sort of good stuff. We'll have some great interviews going on next week. And we'll be at Cedia next month in September. Uh, I believe September 12th and 13th, we have a slate of incredible schedules, of incredible people to interview, mind-blowing technology, cutting-edge stuff, stuff that you're just going to be like, I can't take it anymore. There's so much innovation. Stop. So anyway, I will let you get back to the rest of your insert your name day here, or what I like to call Chris Day, and let's all break the rules. We'll just name the days whatever we want. Tomorrow's taco day, people. Well, actually, Tuesday should be taco day, huh? taco tuesday duh in fact it shouldn't be called taco tuesday it should be called just taco day everyone knows tuesday starts with t so taco t taco maybe maybe i have to do some word um what do you what you call it word relation word relativism i don't i forget what the term is hey guys thanks for tuning in be sure to check us out on all the different uh, syndicated podcast platforms that we have out there check out the other six podcasts as well as we develop and there's a lot of great stuff there's the uh what is over here on these other podcasts? There's the Chris Voss podcast on politics, Startup Unicorn podcast. We've actually got an interview. We've got to add to that. It's really, really cool. Uh, this guy uh, started this uh, thing called True Rest, and we're going to be posting an interview with him. He's the CEO and founder, and he's created this really cool thing where you can um, heal pain, deal with depression, PTSD, lots of other issues, highly meditative using a uh, floating pool. So uh, really interesting that way. Uh, Chris Voss Gaming. So if you want to talk about gaming stuff, we, uh, we will either be at PAX or we'll be broadcasting podcast interviews from PAX West in Seattle, I believe at the end of this month, which is really close. Crypto Life Podcast, uh, if you want to talk about crypto stuff, Spatial Computing Podcast and Book Author Podcast as well for just book author interviews on the Chris Voss show. Be sure to check all those out. And I certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for being here and we'll see you next time.